time for another episode of Pats from the Past podcast. Matt Smith, Brian Worry, alongside former Patriot Center Dan Copen. Cope, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate Hi. it. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to be back up. Yeah. Um, so listen, you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Um, went to Boston College. The Patriots weren't the Patriots when they drafted you, were they? I mean, they had won it one time. Yeah, when I was what my senior year. Yeah, I played another year after that, but 2001. Um, you know, they they had a pretty good year that year, right? Uh, and that's probably where it started with a BC center. Right, that's true. But yeah. were you just were you excited just to be drafted in the NFL at that point in time? Dan? Yes. Yeah. No. No doubt about it. It's just it's in for those guys coming out of college and for everybody for coming out of college it's just an honor to be drafted. That's what you work for. And, you know, that's what you dream of as a little kid. So uh, whether it was the Pats or, you know, the Raiders or hell, the Bengals for right. for that matter, what, right. throw them all in there. <laughs> sure. You're, you know, you're going to go where you're told. Right. We're football players. Did you have any idea where you'd be drafted and you were in the fifth round? Obviously mm-hmm. we were hoping to be hired. Did you care? In the end, I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, I think you always want to be, you know, there's a little bit of com- competition and, you know, you got some pride. So I guess you'd always want to be higher, but, um, you know, fifth round pick, um, you know, I didn't, you know, think this was going to happen. I, you know, wasn't one of those kids that in high school, I know I'm going to be playing in the NFL or college. It was just sort of take it step by step. And if I get the opportunity, great. So, um, as far as did I know, you know, I heard the Bengals, you know, were, were, were interested in the beginning, maybe a couple other teams. But the funny thing is I had no idea the Pats were going to pick me. Never sat down with them, never talked with them. Um, I know Scar was at my workout at, at PC, and that's the only thing I knew. And they had a relatively young center. Right. They, who was a first-round pick. Yeah, right. they, you know, right. I'm going there with the first-round pick and coming in. and It's like, okay, you know, this this is going to be tough. I, I There was no – you know, definite that I was going to make the team. I was just going to say, what was your expectations? Did you think, did you say, I think I can make this team? Or were you just, <laughs> let me just take it one day at a time? Uh, there was one day at a time. And then you learn pretty quickly. You better take it one day at a time up here for the rest of your career. Um, <laughs> you know, I think luckily, I mean, not luckily, I, I don't think Woody practiced. Whether, you know, his hamstring from the conditioning run or whatever it was, my first practice, I don't think Woody was practicing. So I was thrown with the first unit on day one. And that was back when, you know, you're putting full pads on the first day. Two a days. For a number of days straight. You know, there's no rules or regulations. You know, Bill could do what he wanted to you. Um, so we threw the pads on first day. I'm with the uh, starting offense uh, during training camp and, you know, probably pretty anxious and nervous. Uh, so, so wait a minute then. If the rules were in place that are in place today, maybe you don't even emerge or get the opportunity to emerge in, right. in training camp. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously you got to prove it, you know, uh, over a length of time. And uh, the coaches need to have trust in you. The guys around you need to have trust in you uh, in order to make this football team. Um, and it really, it, I think me being in there and be able to function gave me some confidence that they, had, you know, didn't put me on the team. You know, you had to sustain that and keep getting better. Did you, did you have a scar moment? Is there a scar moment that you remember early on your rookie year? You know, you sort of keep your head down. Um I had a couple moments where, uh, you know, there's always plays where maybe you go the wrong way or do the wrong thing. But, I mean, we were running an outside zone to the right, and I went left. 
the only person on the offensive line. And, and it's, it's, it's probably one of the easiest plays to run. All you basically have to do is go to the right and I go to the left. There's four guys going to the right and one guy going to the left. And it's just, <laughs> you know, you come back in and it's, you look at the, uh, the, the images on the, uh, on the play after in between series and that play comes up. And sometimes those pictures happen, you know, maybe a second or two into the snap. And sure enough, there's four guys going to the right and me right in the middle going to the left. And, Got an earful, earful from uh, Scar on that one. But you, you learn really quick, too. I mean, you, you're a rookie. You keep your head down. You don't say a lot. You just try and do the best you can. But, you know, those other guys that get comfortable or whatever, you know, you learn that Scar's not afraid to, 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 to get in you. It also helped that you could shotgun snap. They didn't have to switch. I think Compton, you know, really yeah, appreciated that when I was in there. Yeah, he didn't right. have to move over to center. Um yeah, so I mean, Woody went in, started game one. That was the thirty-one to nothing game up in Buffalo. Um, Brady threw a pass. London Fletcher came and you know sort of cold cocked Woody, so he went out. He had a Bruce sternum, so he didn't play week two in Philly. So I played week two, and then Compton, you know, broke his foot uh, or rebroke it from training camp, and then when Woody came back, they moved him to left guard, and that was it. So. Did that surprise you, or at that point in time, maybe, Dan, are you conditioned to not be surprised? Not surprised at that point because, you know, when you, you're only going to keep eight or nine guys. Um, if they're dressing you, they're dressing you for a reason. Sometimes we only dress seven linemen in a game. So if someone goes down, you're going in. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't have a choice. We only have two guys suited up to play. Um, so when he went down, it just was one of those natural things like, okay, I'm just, we're just going to step in and go. The center has a lot of responsibilities, obviously, with calling out certain protections and whatnot. I've always perceived here that Tom does a lot of that. Can you kind of give us some insight on how that works with the center and, and the quarterback here? Well, th- Tom does a lot here. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, Josh and Charlie, you know, whoever was the offensive coordinator, Billy O, you know, the quarterback can see the whole field. And they can see the safeties, they can see the corners, they can see the rotation and where, where everybody is. So uh, most teams, the center will call the mic point, which is the middle linebacker. And every protection, every run scheme is based off of that. That's He's the middle guy, and everybody knows who's, who is who and who has who after that point. So, you know, if I can't see the rotation very well, um, you know, being you know bent down and, you know, touching the ball – you know, it makes sense that the quarterback can do it. That being said, he identifies the quarterback. The play call is a play call. The protections are protections. Everybody's got to do their job after that point and make their specific call. Sometimes, you know, the center has a little bit more, um, a little bit more control. But here, it, like everybody was really smart, and especially on the offense line. Matt Light, you know, Russ Hoekstein, Steve Neal, Joe Andruzzi, Ashworth, all those guys, Logan forever. You know, they were smart. So you didn't really have to tell them what to do they knew what i was doing i knew what they were doing and um you know you really really got in there if it was something needed to be corrected or we switched something up as you're starting your nfl career tom has got a ring under his belt and a couple years under his belt but tom's not tom at that point in Mm -hmm. time and so did it help you maybe that as you're developing as you're starting your nfl career you're kind of doing it in tandem with him Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know ference who, you know, is just getting his first start maybe this right. week, and he's looking up and he's going, okay. And, and I know that that's got to – he's got to get rid of that thought pretty quickly. But it's a different Tom than when you started when you were playing. Yeah, but, I mean, Ferentz has been here for a couple of years now, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think he's pretty comfortable, and he knows who Tom is. And you're right, Tom wasn't 
you know, the, the, the Met Gala guy going with, you know, <laughs> the, the supermodel wife to, uh, you know, to that party. So, um, but it, it was fun. He was, he was still a quarterback that won a Super Bowl and everybody knew his name. You know, you go out to dinner at that point and, you know, you just really he couldn't even get a bite in at some point because, you know, he, he, he was that guy. Was uh, he? But you meet him the first time and you realize quickly he's not that guy that you see. And, or, you know, he's just, he's as down to earth as they come. Was he, deme- was, his, was he as demanding that early on in his career when you started as he was when you left New England? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's what makes him and, you know, not only him, but all winners, winners or, you know, competitors They they demand a lot from you every day. And, you know, that's how he makes this team better. That's how he gets better. So, uh, you want that in a quarterback that to be that demanding. Yeah. I mean, that being said, you know, he's a guy throwing the ball and handing the ball off to in practice, right? He's not out there hitting every day. So when he gets, when he gets angry and yells in the huddle in the middle of day 14, a training camp, the the line's sitting there looking at us like, relax, buddy. You haven't been hitting for two weeks. So that Get gets that a, red shirt yeah, on. That gets a little old. And sure. I was like, come on, just go over there and play catch. That's right. like, oh yeah, hey, go try and throw the ball in a barrel. While every while the offensive line and the defensive <laughs> line are just sitting there sucking wind and you know, their body aches. Getting yelled at by Scar. Yes. And there was no downtime with Scar. Right. No down during special teams. You go other places, special teams are like breaks for offensive line. Here we were working on screens. We were working on there was no downtime. And you know, again, that's what makes this team special. They're not afraid to work. It's, and that demanding part of it though, I mean I was focusing on Tom there, but it's not a Tom thing, it's an organizational it's an, thing. Exactly. It comes from the top. Yep. You know, so Bill's demanding. The assistant coaches are demanding, your position coach is demanding, their quarterback's demanding. That has to rub off on your entire unit, correct? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, you're right. It comes from the top, and it's Bill, and you see how hard he works those coaches. But in return, those coaches work that hard. So, you know, there's a respect there. When you see your coaches doing that, you know, you want to, you know, return that respect and do the best you can for them. I mean, the staff and what they do and the hours that they put in, oh, it's a, it's amazing. Well, it's funny you mentioned Tom wasn't that guy. Like, he wasn't the this aura. He wasn't, type six, figure. He wasn't six time yet. I still remember after your rookie year, I went in the locker room during rookie orientation. There was no media, and it wasn't a media time. I, was, I had a feature story lined up that I was doing with Tom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting in his locker interviewing him about the Super Bowl and about – you know, just his career to that point. And Cedric Cobbs, I think it was, yeah, yeah. running back yeah, out yeah. of Arkansas. Yep. He was a rookie. He walks over. He's, he interrupts us. He goes, excuse me. I just want to introduce myself. Mr. Brady, Cedric Cobbs. And so he goes, nice to meet you. I'll talk to you soon. And he walks away. I go, Mr. Brady. Yeah, yeah. What was he, I probably mean, 24, 25 exactly, at that time? Exactly, exactly. Looking around for his dad. I, 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 now you can get away with it. I mean, right. What is he, 40, exactly. 45, 49 right. now? Right. No. <laughs> so well, you're, yeah. so your rookie year, Dan, you know, that's got to be pretty heady stuff. You know, you get drafted. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, all of a sudden you get your insert into the lineup. You guys go 14 and 2, and you're in the Super Bowl your rookie year. Yeah. And then you start to hear everybody talk. Uh, smack, you know, and, you, and I don't know if the sap stuff got to you or you guys With heard Russ about Hookstein. it or anything oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, because we had a backup, uh, a backup guard right. playing in the playoffs. So. Right. Okay. And Not that, a big deal, but that, okay. That must have been a pretty heady thing for a kid in his rookie year to be playing in the Super Bowl and playing on this team and having the kind of record that you guys had that year and getting ready to play in that it's, game. It's a long season. You know, you seven, we were, what, 19 games at that point. You throw four preseason games in. Um, you're going from the combine to 
mini camps and OTAs and, and training camps. So that first year is really long. And then you throw 19 games onto that. It, it, it is long and wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but it's, it's, you're so new to it. You know, you don't really know, you don't, you know, first game, first snap, you snap it and the nerves go. Right. And that's usually how it goes. That's how it was basically from my first game on, but not the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that's just a different game. I think my hand was shaking for 10, 10 minutes, I, well into the second quarter. Wow. So it, it, that game gets to you. But I remember at the rookie symposium, uh, someone got up on stage and was just like, take a look around. It's all the rookies that got drafted. Just take a look around. One of this, you know, groups you sit as a team, one of these teams is going to walk away with like Super Bowl rings. And looking back on it after that year, it's like, Holy crap. You know, we were the ones that were able to walk away with Super Bowl rings. You realize how special it is. Mm. What was it like when, uh, during that week, when, when Warren Sapp was talking about that? I mean, Ross was going up against Chris Jenkins, yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl, all pro type player. And, you know, he, he kind of was that unproven guy who was filling in. Yeah, and, Bu- and, and, Bu- and Buckner, and, Julius Peppers. Yeah. I uh, forget the other defensive end, but that, yeah, that front four was good. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's good. Like Russ has played um, for us before. We had complete confidence in him. You know, we practiced next to him. It wasn't a matter of, oh, we got a backup. It was just like, okay, Russ is in. And he was in for the AFC championship game. And he was in after what he got hurt in, you know, I believe it was a Tennessee game or something. Yes. So we played a lot in those playoffs. So it, for us, it, it it's really just, you know, ignore what they're saying, but use it. You know, let's go out there and show them that we can go. I don't think we gave up a sack since he came in. Maybe I don't. We definitely didn't give a sack, a sack in the, in the Super Bowl. I don't no. think so. No. So you're talking about a long year, rookie symposium, and 19 games, and all this stuff, mini camp, and and so you win it, and then you win it again the next year. That was so fun. Let's just do it again. Yeah, I, that, 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 yeah, that was a lot of football in two years. Um, did, I guess that's that's how you come in the NFL. Just go back to back, right? Real quick. Did you did <laughs> just you, get it over with? Did, was there a point in time? And I don't know if the train's still going really fast, and you haven't had a chance really to catch up. But are you thinking they're going? You know, my first two years, we went. I mean, nobody wins back to back Super Bowls. It's a it's a monumental accomplishment mm-hmm. to get there, let alone win it. You win it your first two years. Do you do you take it second and go? Wow, this doesn't happen very often. I might be a part of something special here. Uh, yeah, I think so. Cause I, th- I remember talking to Rodney or hearing him say he went to the Super Bowl his rookie year. And then I don't even think he touched the playoffs or n- definitely never made it back to the Super Bowl until that year. So you look at how long his career at that, po- at that point was and how good he was and how good some of those teams he was on were. And I think that puts that back to back in, in perspective when a guy like that hasn't been there since his rookie year. It's, I mean, this league's meant to be sort of balanced and these teams are, you know, it's supposed to be competitive and everybody's a professional. Everybody's big. Everybody's smart. Everybody's fast. And there's a lot of good coaches out there to win, uh, you know, 34 and four, my, you know, first two years, two rings. Right. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. But that's a culture here. I mean, it it was people just put their head down and, you know, don't worry about last year. Don't worry about last week. Let's just, what can we do this week to beat this, this team? But as you're now out of it, Dan, okay. Can you look back and do you look back with it with a little bit of a fondness to say, you just said the words, that's the culture here. Mm -hmm. 
you are part of building that culture here. You know, yeah. there are guys who are coming in today who look back at a Dan Copen and go, wow, I remember him. Look at how many years he played <laughs> I, here and I, things like that. I'm not trying to make you feel old. Yeah, of course <laughs> they do. But after this, after this podcast, yeah, they, they will. No, but, 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 but I mean, you are a part of that. And it, it is different now because you were part of something that you did build something. Yeah, no, I, I, I never looked at it. Someone mentioned that to me within the last year and – Usually I'll just say no, but it is kind of cool to see what they're doing here. Obviously, we're not in there working with them, and they're going out. You know, it's kind of like Bill. You know, I'm not the one out there making plays. You guys are. They're out on the football field. But to see them doing so well um, and really acting as we did back then and keeping that culture, as you said, is, uh, you know, it's, it's a proud thing. And, um, you know, I hope everybody that was here that established that has, a, you know, a little pride in, in putting that in, in here and, in, you know, instilling it and it's still here well you've got ownership in it regardless of who you were in that you know there's a lot of people who are involved in that but you've got a you've got you all have a little Mm. bit of piece of that yeah and you know they seem to do well but yeah we take pride in that for sure what does it take to be i mean i think you quickly became one of tom's guys what does it take to be one of tom's guys Uh, i just trust i guess you know i mean we yeah, to just just trust, and you know, and when we stepped away from the football field, and it, really on the football field, from one, there's a there's a uh, relationship that a quarterback and a center have. Sometimes the snaps are just easy, and you know, it just sort of fits. And sometimes it's not, and you got to really work at it. You know, from day one, when I came in, there was never any issues of snaps. You know, we were on the same page. It felt good. You know, it, it just it it there was a good relationship, and I think they just carried off the field as well and when we went out we had a good time and it wasn't about you know football time there was uh you know a friendship off the field as well sadly there's probably not a lot of people brian listening to this that remember this but i know dan does i know the both of us do but and again it did a different era dan but you know you maybe got a chance to um receive or taste some of the spoils that were as being associated with Tom Brady. Yeah. I hope everybody remembers the visa commercial, Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and that yeah, was yeah. A five nice... layers of protection, yeah. five layers of protection, right? R- Russ Hochstein was the star of that one. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. But that was a pretty cool thing. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, no, I, I forgot about that. I actually have a copy of that at home, but yeah, that was, that was, obviously what was filming he was, that, yeah, spot yeah, that day. That, like that was, that was, that was fun because it was with all of us. Um, but it's kind of weird because you're in a trailer and you know you, you're the only ones with full gear on and you sit. He's got regular clothes on and you're taping up or and you got people putting makeup on or something and cameras and lights for the first time and directors. Um, but you know he 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 got that for us and you know I was like oh, he's kind of a big deal. How, how come you get to be fraud protection? I want to be fraud protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be coach. Sounds like Russ at the end. Right, right. Was it did did that and so. You know, he obviously won it in his second year and, and was, you know, you could see the ascent happening. But as you're kind of being a part of that and the rest of the line of everything, do you see, hey, something's happening here? You know, this guy's a, he might be a little bit better than just a good player. Was there something there after those couple times I, where you I, won it? I think, yeah, I, I, there's no way you can deny it at that point of how good he was. Um, and the great ones do. They just outwork. It doesn't matter what level he got or, you know, he was the best player in the NFL back then. He still worked as he was, at, you know, like he was the last draft pick or one, whatever, whatever, 81 or whatever he was. 199. 199. So, you know, it's. You see the work that they put into it, and they deserve the success because, you know, that's how you get there. And um, at that point, what he was able to do, um, 
win with different teams. You know, we were a defensive team. We were a running team in the beginning, you know, ball control and these tight scoring games, low scoring games. And then we won then. And then we won in 07 when we opened everything up and we were, you know, probably more of a passing team at that point. Um, but we were able to flip-flop and do different identities, and he could he could be the you know the guy in command of all of them. So that's pretty so, cool. So speaking of hard work, um, I was talking to Dwayne Allen last year, the tight end, who had played for the Colts mm-hmm. and was on the team that came here and lost 45-7. to And he said when he was on the Colts, he looked across the sideline at the end of that game, and he just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we getting killed by this Patriots team? They're not better than us. And then he signed here and he said, simply, I realized they just work harder than everybody else. Right. Is it that simple? I think, I mean, yes and no, but that's probably the best way to put it. Cause I, you know, when I went to Denver, not to say that they didn't work hard, they did. And, you know, everybody works hard, but there's just a different level of work ethic or what's expected or what is working hard here is probably out of, you know, 31 clubs, you know, uh, league, you know, they just, they just can't keep up. And it, it's, it's a day to day grind and it's, it's expected every day. I mean, we go somewhere else like this isn't that hard. You know, you can, you can do this and it's fun and you know, they win too sometimes. But, can you, uh, can you define that maybe? So for people who don't understand what that means, Dan, because I think everybody assumes that everybody works hard. What, what, what how would you define what working hard here in New England I mean, you're expected to know the opponent before you even get a game plan, right? So the game's on Sunday. You have, you're in here on Monday, Tuesday, you're off Wednesday morning, eight o'clock. You're already prepared before Bill starts asking questions at eight o'clock in the morning. They haven't even passed out a game plan, you know? So you're doing that in your off days. Like I said before, with the uh, special team units uh, on other teams, linemen are resting. If you get downtime, you can rest. There's no downtime in practice because they can use that time to get better, whether it's just going over talking stuff, but there's no breaks. So, um, you know, that stuff, you know, guys focusing maybe more on, you know, their teammates than themselves um, and not really giving into the, you know, the banter back and forth uh, between other other teams that happen sometimes and just really, hey, that other stuff doesn't matter. It's it's what we do in this locker room and on that football field. That's not for everybody either, by the no, way. No, it's it? tough. It's tough. And I, I played for Bill for nine years, and he'll tell you after every year he appreciates what you do, and you know he's a hard guy to play for. But after nine years, he's 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 a, he's a hard guy to play for, and not everybody can do it. Do you think playing for him as you uh, embark on this other part of your life right now? Are there things that you take from him? that, you know, help you maybe in business oh, yeah. and, or maybe even being a dad for that matter, I, you know? I tell people all the time, you know, it's not just the NFL. It's just not the Patriot way. It's kind of, you know, how you live your life. You get a lot of, of great qualities and values from playing sports, and especially team sports with discipline and accountability and work ethic and, uh, um, you know, teamwork and developing that sense of camaraderie and that's that it, you can use it in your personal life. You can use it in your business life. And if you're, you're honest with yourself and you're trying to be that good person and trying to put it, you know, an honest day's work in, you know, chances are you're going to be successful at whatever you do. You mentioned, uh, we talked earlier about, you know, first two years back to back and just the thrill of victory and winning two Super Bowls your first two years. Let's fast forward two years into the AFC championship game in Indianapolis. Does that one still keep you up at night at all? Yeah, there's a couple. That one, that that one definitely does. You know, that that 
we let that one slip away. Um, you know, unfortunately things happen and they got on a roll and, you know, we say it all the time, but they just made more plays than we did in, in, in especially late in the game. Um, you, you get know, six seeing Klecko score in that game. Uh, you know, Klecko, <laughs> Logan, Logan scored, I believe yes. for us. And yes. it, it, the ball bounced right. And if it would have bounced left, I would have had it. But then thinking back, it's like, would I really want my f- only touchdown to be in a game that we lost, right. especially the AFC championship game. So it was, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was a weird game. They just got on a roll and just couldn't, uh, you know, we couldn't make enough plays down the stretch, but there's, I'm sure you know, there's oh, another, we'll get to another, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll I mean, get does, to that. Does losing suck more than winning is euphoric? Short term, yes. I, I think absolutely. If you get to the AFC Championship game or you get to the Super Bowl and you lose, you know, that feeling of missing that opportunity and being able to hoist that trophy again is definitely probably more you feel a little bit more than winning it afterwards for sure. Okay. So let's roll into it then. I mean, we're just going to go. You just lost, you lost it. It was, you were 18 and 0. Yep. you had it. Wouldn't it have been better to lose a game that year. Were you guys grinding too hard at that point? And did it just come to a head? Oh, I wish we lost. If we're going to lose a game, I wish we lost one before that. Sure. Um, but Why? that, but that being said, because it's 18 and one, no, and no, no. Super okay. Bowl chance. All right. But that being said, no, because it really doesn't matter at that point. There's only one game left, right? The other games that you played mean nothing. So if we will go seven or sixteen or fifteen and one, and then we make it to that Super Bowl and we're you know sixteen and two, it's still the same feeling as eighteen and one or seventeen. You know what I mean? It's still that same that that defeat and um, sadness of losing that game. So uh, I don't think we were grinding too hard. I think you know there was just. You know, just ran out at the end, and just couldn't couldn't put one more together, and that, and that's a shame too because you know losing that game still is tough. You mentioned, um, you know, think just thinking about it, and I think the other day I happened to watch, and it's going to come out in the next week or so, the Saban Belichick documentary. Yeah. And so now Bill's on record. You know, I think people in New England, it's almost it's a decent parlor sport should they have lost somewhere along the way. Bill's on the record now and saying in that documentary, you know, looking back at it, he goes, I wonder if we would have been better off losing another game. And that's, that to me is kind possible. of surprising because everything you guys were conditioned to do that year, Brew was great about it. Bill was great about it. It's just it's a one-game season. Yeah. And you had 16 one-game seasons that regular season right. yeah. that were – it was unbelievable. You know what? Yeah, I, I know what he's trying. I know. I think I know what he's saying. I'm not going to speak for him. I never would. <laughs> Probably still <laughs> get in trouble or sure. get benched. Right. Um, That's funny. I know. What, I know what he's trying to say, and I know what he means. Um, but I think we really had a mentally tough football team oh and, and a veteran and a veteran no team question. that year. So, yeah, I'd like to give us more credit. Like it, it's not about 19 and 0. We can't handle the pressure. You know, we just played really bad on the game that we couldn't play bad. But yeah, it did, just doesn't. It just was that right week of practice. That wasn't your best week of practice. No that week was it. No, there was. And a, do you I think mean, that that had I something to we, do with I it? I think we. I think you know we we went after it a lot. You know we you know uh, we were gassed a little bit. I think. I think you know guys were just thinking too much. Maybe not necessarily. Oh, it's nineteen and zero. But you know there was a lot of a lot of mental gymnastics going on on that offensive line during that game that we were looking for. I don't think we were playing as fast as we usually did uh, mentally. 
and seeing things slow because you know different checks or audibles and all that stuff. There was a lot going on, so and not they, making excuses. Hey, but and they had a pretty good front. They did. <laughs> I mean, they, they they could get after the passer, especially when they put that you know NASCAR package in and they're throwing Tuck inside or Yuminora, um, or even Strahan comes down on the three. They got they got four legitimate pass rushers that can get after the quarterback, and then they're bringing cross stunts every now and then. Um, you know, we just. Yeah, that game sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, um, and you're sitting there going, I'd like to give us a little bit more credit, mm-hmm. you know, because you know we did want to go 19 and 0. Um, but you've also maybe alluded to the fact that you ran out of gas. I don't mean you personally, I, but yeah, did the I, weight, yeah, the I don't, weight no, of trying to go 19 and 0. I don't think it was more. I think it was physical. You know, physically, I think we ran out of gas and we're playing a little bit slow. I don't think mentally. I think mentally, you know. It, you know, sixteen and zero versus you know we went eleven and five or ten and six. I, I don't think I ever went nine and seven, but you know some of those ten and six seasons are easier than that sixteen and zero because Bill mm. coached hard that year. I mean, it was we're winning fifty five to ten or fifty seven to three or whatever. Randy Moss is going for four or five touchdowns against Buffalo in the first half, and we're blowing teams out. But we came in on Monday, and sure enough, you Bill, got the little Bill Bill found <laughs> a lot of plays. You know, we were striving for perfection that year. We never, you know, you can't attain it. And Bill was, Bill coached hard that year, and he knew what t- type of team he had. You know, we could handle it. It's just, you know, I think physically, um, we ran out, and mentally, we were just. There was a lot going on in people's heads. You know, you know, Dan. When if I go back to the '01 season before you were here, the Patriots played the Rams during that regular season and lost. And but they emerged from that game saying, if that's the best team in the league. We can compete with yeah, that. Yeah, we just we could have won that game. With them, sure. Do you think the Giants did the same thing after the thirty-eight to thirty-five season finale? Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. And and they, they had a good team, you know. And they say you know it's kind of like a few other few other within the past few years that team one got confidence against us because they went toe to toe with us, um, and then and then. The, the game meant nothing for both teams, too, by the way. We had clinched. Yeah, you guys they had battled, clinched. You the best was that off. was probably the best final game of a regular season. You know, because now, you know, guys rest. Right. You know, we had nothing to play for. We had first seed locked up, first round by. They were already in the playoffs, right. I believe, as a wild card. So usually teams just rest. That was not, no, that was ones on ones, and we're getting after it. So that was a really cool last game. And that tells you about the it. two guys who were the coaches there, and yeah, Belichick Coughlin, and Coughlin. Yep. Like no you know doubt. what, we're not going to do this. Let's let's go, let's compete because yep. that's at the essence. That's what this is about, Absolutely. isn't it? Competing. Yep, and it, it, it did give them confidence that uh, no doubt. And plus, they got hot. They they got hot at the right time. Uh, they were playing really good football and. You know, they made more plays in that game than we did. That's the bottom line. I'm going to put you on the spot. Second year in the league, you guys go 14-2. and two. Corey Dillon, 1,600 yards. You win back-to-back Super Bowl championships. I think there's a lot of people in the New England area that think that's the best Patriot team of this era. 2007, we all know what happened, 18-1. and one. What's, the better, what's the best team that you played on? Oh, there are different teams. I mean, the best one probably, I mean, 04. Yeah, probably. Because you got to win it in order to you be gotta in the win conversation. It, you got to be. You got to win it to be the best. I mean, we go nineteen and zero, and you're probably you know throwing us against the eighty five Bears. And, right. You know, now it's I don't even know. You look at those lists of teams. How far down are the O seven? The O seven team was in the top ten. Were they? And they just oh, released nice. that like the last two or three weeks, well, which I was nice sort of. To hear. Yeah, I think you might have been as high as eight or seven. Yeah, I mean that that team was stacked too. I mean, we just did it a different way, right? 
you know, we were opened up, we were spread, we were no, you know, uh, empty uh, a lot that year. You had Welker coming in and Moss and uh, Stallworth. Um, Gaffney, I think, came yeah, in that year. Yeah, yeah, Gaffney. I mean, he caught the caught the ball Baltimore. in Baltimore, right? Baltimore, right. yeah. Right. That was a comeback. You know, that was Rex a good Ryan football team, too. Oh, Rex. <laughs> Just can't stop being stupid. You know, I hear, I hear in your voice a little bit, um, Dan, you know, the frustration maybe as you as we're making you relive this a little bit. But I'll ask you this. Um, with the perspective of time, uh, the old phrase, is it better to have loved and lost when yeah. you look back at it and you've had a little time, you know, hey, I'm glad we went for it. I'm glad we tried to go 19-0. and 0. And you know what? We gave it our best shot. We just ran out of gas at the time. Or we got beat by a team that beat us and played better they that play, day. You can honestly say, you know, it, it hurts and you're angry, but they played better. So, I mean, it's not like... Wasn't a fluke. It, it wasn't, wasn't a fluke. like a pass they, interference you know, call or right. something decided the game. Maybe right. we play them ten times. Maybe we beat them nine. Right. You know, but that day was the one. So, um, you know, there's nothing to, you know, put your head down about, and you, know, you get angry, but you still, you still made it there. And early on, probably like, God, ah, no, I don't even want to get there. Let's just lose in the AFC Championship game, and we don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, suffer the loss of a Super Bowl. But no, oh, screw that. You want to get there. You want to have the opportunity, the chance to play in that game, and. And to win that game, um, if you don't, if you don't win the championship game, you're not going to have that opportunity. So you definitely want to get there. I got a question about '04 um, and that Super Bowl. I remember after the game at the post game party, I was talking to Eric Mangini, and he was like, just relieved that Brian Kinchin yeah. executed the final snap. Yeah. Now I had no idea that during that week he Could was a bit himself, of a mess. Right? Yeah. What did you guys know? What was that like? I, you know what? I don't even because Paxton got hurt that year. Is that Paxton? Yeah. And then yeah, a guy, I think ACL. McDermott was the second guy who got hurt. You're on your third did long he, snapper. Yeah, I want to say he got a cut or something. Yes. Did he cut his hand or something like oh, that? That's and that's what it was. why yeah. like the snaps were sort of like fifty or you know fifty fifty. I don't know what's going to happen here. So I think he had a cut or something or stitches, um, which made it. But yeah, it, it comes down to like a field goal. You just one more time, buddy. Just just make one more play, and you got to you got to hold up the block and keep him out. And you know, Adam's going to make that kick, which you know, complete confidence he would. You had some injury problems towards the end of your Patriots career, and then you had a chance—not um, your choice, but maybe at the end it was your choice—and you went to Denver and you had that one kind of magical year a little bit in Denver where mm-hmm. Peyton was there. Not many people can sit there and say, "Yeah, I snapped for Tom Brady. I snapped for for Peyton Manning." If they're not the two best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, they're it's close. a pretty good debate yeah, about yeah. it. How fun or different maybe was that for you after playing so long here? Dan? That was fun. Uh, I, I I really did. I had a good time in, in Denver, especially that first year. The second year, I blew my knee out in training camp. But I was looking forward to playing uh, up there again. The, you know, the the – the area is beautiful. Um, the stadium's beautiful. Uh, the fans are really cool to play for. They get into it, you know. Um, and the guys on the team were really good. We had we had a, we had a good group. We won a lot of football games that year. And and like you said, we had Peyton, uh, which was kind of cool to play with him and, and get to know him. Um, I knew him for years before that, but you know, really, you know, spent some time with him, which was kind of cool. And you realize again why Tom Brady's Tom Brady and why Peyton Manning was Peyton Manning because. The, the work that they put in and what they expect out of the guys and how smart they are on that football field. So what would you say the differences are? Uh, it's personality. It, it, it really is personality. You know, uh, you know, Peyton's, 
you know, very serious. Uh, a lot of things, even though he's he's a, a great storyteller and and really a funny guy. Good actor. He's very great. Yeah, good actor. <laughs> good on those nationwide commercials. Um, right. And funny as hell. Um, but he's really serious, and ninety five percent of it is is about football. I mean, that's what this guy grew up with with his dad, and and now him, and you know his brother, and. You know, I got another one coming up or something like that pretty soon. It's just he is football and just doesn't take that hat off very often. And and uh, he, he expects a lot, but he would rather have things very simple because he needed to know everybody needed, like they knew what they were doing and he needed to knew that he uh, know that. He needed that reassurance and trust um, that those guys knew exactly what he wanted to, them to do. Um, Tommy, Tommy's been in one system his whole career. You know, Tommy's you know, more laid back. You know, he can go out. He'll get away from football uh, a little bit. Um, maybe I, cause I had more time with him, uh, for nine years, but you know, Tommy, you know, we, we go five wide and you know, he's, he knows that offense and he knows what to do it. And he's not afraid to just, you know, all right, let's, let's go five out instead of, I, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. We'll figure it out as we go. We're talking with Dan Copen here. And, Dan, my last question here is I think fans would like to know. So now you're in the next phase of your life, um, the non-football yeah. phase of your life. Yeah, you know, we uh, – Line Cider Brewing Company. Uh, it's in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You know, me and a, a buddy um, started thinking about it probably about three years ago, and we've been open for a year now. Uh, basically, Black Friday, we just had our year anniversary. So uh, you did a couple other things beforehand and just really wasn't finding it, but – you know, 34, 35, 36 years old, you're too young to retire. You got to find something to do every day and start home brewing. And there was like, found, you know, buddies with this guy, he wanted to change. And we just decided, Hey, let's just take it up a notch and, and try and open up a brewery. And, you know, thankfully for the year, last year, you know, we've been able to do that and it's been fun and new and challenging. Um, and we're learning every day. So my last question is your beer better than Matt Light's vodka? I, I I would like to think so, and I hope he comes in here and you ask him that question too. And I hope he says Keel, but you know, Line Cider beer is pretty good. We're, you know, we figured out a lot of things from going. We you know we started with five gallon batches at home, and now we're brewing three hundred gallon batches or one hundred and ten in our you know in our smaller fermenter. So there's a little bit of uh, a learning curve there, um, but for a year in, I think you know. We're just going to get better as we go. So it's, it's, it's exciting. We all need something to get out of bed and be passionate about. Right. We certainly were passionate about playing in the National Football League. When you get up today, you're passionate about the, the brewery the and beer, what all that beer is. Beer industry, brewery, you know, and, you know, we got, I got three kids. They're 10, 8, and 6. You know, my wife owns a gym as well. So, you know, when they're at school, we're working. But then, you know, they, they got hockey practice, my boy plays hockey and boy that schedule is not fun there's like, 6 a.m at the rink i i wish it was six i really Probably 6 a.m like is not bad i would i would go to six i'd go to 4 30 it's the traveling mm. that these kids gotta do gotta do we're going two and a half hours to new hampshire for a game on saturday that's you know two three hours to maine for a, a game. reason my it's kid crazy. didn't play hockey yeah <laughs> it's a great it's fun i really enjoy watching it and Play or watching him play, uh, but the tr the travel is not yeah. not the. Fun Does he part. like it? That's the most important he, thing, uh, and for, that's why you're for going a ten. For yeah, hours. for a ten year old, he does not complain that's for as great. much time as he's on the ice and practice three days a week and four games on the weekends. He has not complained one time. So. That's great. 
If he's not going to complain, I'm not going to complain, and he can play whatever he wants. And it our, goes fast. Right. It our does go is, fast. Our guest is Dan Copen, Pat's from the Past Podcast. Dan, thanks for stopping by. Best Guys, of luck going forward. It. Thanks for being here. Thank right, you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.